Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, we are talking about weight loss resistance. Uh, In other words, struggling to lose body fat, even though you're dieting, even though you're working out, even though you're doing all the right things, you're still just not dropping the body fat. So this could be defined as cutting calories, macros, or food groups um, combined with some sort of physical exercise with minimal to no results. But it's all about calories in and calories out, right? That's what we've been told. That's what our doctors tell us. So why is that not the case? Why is it not working that we're, we've started a diet, we started a nutrition plan, we're watching our calories, uh, we're, we're being more active, we're going to the classes or we're going to the gym, but maybe you've lost five or 10 pounds and now it's just stopped and you're just stuck and you feel like I'm doing all this work, but I'm not getting any of the results. Well, we have to look at, there's so many more layers to the onion than just calories in and calories out and eating less and moving more. So what are those the layers to those onions? Well, first we have to look at the proof that's right in front of our doctors, right in front of our medical community, registered dietitians, you name it. Um, and it has to do with a few different aspects. Number one, whole foods and processed foods aren't the same things. And in fact, a, 2000 st- a 2010 study actually proved this. They looked at whole food processed or whole food sandwich versus a processed food sandwich. Exact same amount of calories, same macros, same everything. And they gave this to a large number of people. What they found was that the whole food sandwich actually had an increase in metabolic rate postprandial or after they ate it. But the processed food sandwich actually had a 50% decrease in energy expenditure after they ate it. That literally means that the processed food sandwich that they ate slowed their metabolism down compared with the whole food sandwich. But they're the same amount of calories though, right? So it shouldn't matter. Well, that's not the case. When when your metabolic rate slows down, the rate at which you burn calories, you're way more likely to store that food as fat. So that's exhibit A. It's not just about calories. What about hormones? How do you know Uh, How do you know that hormones don't play a role when you're just telling people to eat less and move more? Well, I want to ask you a question. How do you make a mouse in studies? How do you make a mouse fat? Well, you feed it a processed food chow diet, right? Uh, In excess. And that rat will continue to eat and get fatter and fatter, right? But they can only get a mice or rat so big. How do they get a mouse completely morbidly obese? Well, this is really interesting. What they have to do to get a mouse completely morbidly obese because their instinct will actually shut them down from overeating once they get so fat. What they do is they actually give the mouse or the rat fluoride and fluoride kills their thyroid and their thyroid regulates their metabolism. Suddenly this mouse doubles in size from its original state. And it's all from 
manipulating its hormones. So fluoride is a, is a side note. I'm not going to get um, distracted by going into fluoride. If you would like to hear a whole podcast on that, let me know. However, what we want to take away from this is the fact that manipulating hormones and hormone values has a massive role in our metabolism. Um, for example, just think of this for a second. Synthroid is the number two drug prescribed as the, as of the recording of this show, Synthroid, a thyroid medication, number two drug prescribed in all of the United States. So obviously there's a thyroid problem. Uh, otherwise this would not be the number two drug prescribed. We also have an obesity problem. So there's clearly a correlation between thyroid problems, processed food and weight gain. Okay. So all of that, just to say that whether you're talking about calories or whether you're talking about hormones, there's multiple layers to this onion that we call uh, weight loss and metabolism. All right. So here's my hierarchy. When I start flipping over rocks with a client to try to figure out what, the, what are the things that they've tried? What are the things that they've done? Um, here is my hierarchy of importance. And this is number one through seven. But first, I want to take a second and I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Who's the sponsor? Well, I am the sponsor of today's podcast. If you would like to support me and the information that I give away in this podcast, do me a favor. Go to Google, pause the episode right now, hit pause, go to Google, type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness. You'll see my Google Places account pop up, the address, the website, all that. And all I want you to do is find reviews. Click on reviews and leave me a review and say how much you got something out of my podcast or one of my YouTube videos or something where you saw me in the gym and I gave you some coaching advice shoot me a five-star review on Google. That helps other people find my personal training. I really appreciate you stopping to take the time to do that for me. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook as well. But now let's get into the hierarchy that I want to dig into about weight loss resistance. So when I start with a client and we're talking about weight loss resistance and I'm asking them, what are the things that you've tried to do so far that haven't worked? The first thing we talk about, obviously, is nutrition. We have to find out what have you been eating? How often have you been eating? Do you snack? Uh, when do you stop eating at night? All of these things make up the picture. How much whole foods versus how much processed foods? Um, is there alcohol involved? Is how much sugar is in your diet? All of these things make up the nutritional aspect. Kind of a no-brainer, right? Number two is exercise. I want to find out what this person's been doing exercise wise, have they been doing too much exercise? Have they been doing like super high intense, crazy stressful CrossFit, uh, Orange Theory, Zumba, you know, all these like crazy intense classes or have they been just going out for a walk or a jog or have they been doing marathon running? You know, all of these things play a role in how we look at the metabolism. Number three, stress and hormones because the two go hand in hand if someone is really really stressed out their sex hormones uh, i.e testosterone progesterone and estrogen are going to be low and it could also mean their thyroid hormones are also low as well that could be another reason that america is so much prescribed synthroid is because of the levels of stress and that depletes thyroid hormone 
So I want to find out what is this person's hormones like? If it's a female, I want to find out what her her periods are like, what her menstrual cycle is like. I want to find out um, if it's a male, I want to find out what his stress levels are like at work and with family and whatever all is on his plate. All of those things matter. If we can get a blood hormone test, it's, it's easier with men because we can do that first thing in the morning, any day of the month. With women, you really only want to test hormones on day 17 through 21 of their cycle. This gets even more complex when you talk about women uh, who are on an IUD or some kind of birth control because they don't know when day 17 through 21 of their cycle is that we can get a, a really good look. So that gets trickier and there are ways to do that. But however, we wanted to take a look at what's going on with their hormones, because that could be a huge obstacle that we have to overcome before we can really get uh, nitty gritty on the overcoming the weight loss resistance. Number four is inflammation. And we've been hearing a lot about inflammation over the last couple of years dealing with COVID. Um, so we want to find out what someone's inflammation is because we know inflammation downregulates the metabolism, downregulates the immune system, downregulates hormone production, uh, downregulates neurotransmitter production. Listen, if you're wondering why so many people are anxious and depressed and they have tons of medications because of hormonal problems or digestive problems, it almost all leads back to inflammation. Inflammation is like at the root cause of almost every one of these things we're talking about. So if somebody's coming in and they're super inflamed because they're eating too much sugar or gluten or dairy or alcohol or one of those super inflammatory foods, or it could even be an individual food allergy that they don't know that they have, that could be huge in overcoming weight loss resistance. I'm going to give you guys, um, if any of you personal trainers that are listening to this out there, I'm going to give you guys the exact reason why everyone who comes to me, the very first thing we do is we focus on a whole 30 diet for the first 30 days. You know why we do that to decrease inflammation. If we can, if I can decrease inflammation in a client, right when they walk in the gym, they're going to lose five or 10 pounds in that first 30 days regardless of how much they're working out or anything else, because we're just dropping the water weight and inflammation that is being held on their body by eating inflammatory foods. So inflammation is at the root cause of every one of these issues, including number five, which is digestion. I have to find out what someone's digestion is like. That gives me a clue to if we're dealing with some kind of pathogen, parasite, bacteria, uh, yeast, fungus, mold, any one of those things that could be impairing digestion. And it, let's just face it, if your digestion is poor or if you have really leaky gut, uh, your metabolism is obviously not going to be running in full swing. It's not going to be revved up and really moving because you're not even digesting your food the way that you're supposed to. And even like real whole foods in a, in a really super poor digestive state can cause lots of inflammation. That's why we have to fix digestion because digestion will fix inflammation, especially if we're eating real whole foods. Now, next, we just mentioned part of those things that could be a part of affecting digestion. Number six, infection. So this could be a viral infection. It could be a pathogenic infection, like we just mentioned with parasites and bacteria and yeast and things like that. Um, but viral infections are actually more common than you think. Uh, HPV, um, Epstein-Barr, um, now with a COVID or long COVID, uh, any of those things can be um, 
infectious and the viral load can actually increase inflammation, downregulate the immune system. And let's face it, if your immune system is really busy and using a lot of energy fighting some sort of infection, it's not prioritizing a whole lot of energy for metabolism. Okay. So now you see why we're going through. And lastly, number seven, number seven is do, does this person have a history of caloric restriction? Some of the most metabolically broken people that I have been a part of coaching or been around are those who have been in a chronic cut for multiple years of a time. So let me paint a picture for you for a second. This is the person that they figured out that they could eat like chicken, broccoli and rice or chicken, broccoli and sweet potato. And they can eat, you know, super low fat, high protein, and then all these certain clean foods. And they figured out, oh my gosh, I got super lean when I did that. Right. So I'm just going to do this all the time. Well, what they don't realize is, is they're actually maybe only getting 1300 to 1500 calories, even though they're eating five or six small meals a day. Well, over time that takes your metabolism from, let's say like 2200 calories and it comes down to 2000 calories to 1800 calories to 1600 calories because your body's always going to try to match whatever your caloric intake is with its caloric expenditure. So if you're only eating 13 to 1500 calories a day, your metabolism is going to try to match that. So guess what it start it starts doing? It starts shutting off other systems of the body and funneling less energy to those areas, areas like digestion, areas like neurotransmitters in your mind. So suddenly you get anxious and depressed. It starts shuttling less energy towards your immune system. So now you're getting sick more often or you have more infections than normal. Okay, so the metabolism is really, really smart and fine tuned. So we people that have been calorically restricting for a long time, they have a low BMR, a low basal metabolic rate. And there it's almost like you turn the thermostat down and the temperature comes down to meet that thermostat level, right? You turn the thermostat up and the temperature comes up, right? That's how the metabolism is working with caloric, caloric expenditure. Listen, Caloric, the caloric intake is the biggest lever you can pull when it comes to increasing your metabolism. There are no uh, pills. There are no supplements. There's nothing out there that can really truly increase your metabolism to the extent that two things can. One, number one, caloric intake, pull that lever. Number two is strength training. And that's because the more muscle mass that you build on your body, the more your BMR increases. So just taking myself at like, let's say 175 pounds is really, really lean for me um, and not much muscle. I could be at like 2,200 calories, 2,300 calories for my caloric expenditure as a six foot male. So now at 190 pounds and more muscular, you're talking more like 3000 calories a day just to maintain my weight. Now I use that example just to prove that the more muscular we are, the higher our BMR is, the higher our basal metabolic rate. If you're not sure what BMR is, basal metabolic rate is the amount of calories you burn doing nothing. If you laid in a hospital bed in a coma all day long, that is your BMR, okay? So we have to do two things in this scenario for somebody who's chronically 
broken their metabolism by fasting. I'm not fasting. <laughs> fasting could do it too, but not fasting by chronically cutting for a long period of time. We have to bring their calories up slowly, increase with strength training, increase, increase with weightlifting. So if I get somebody in the gym and they're like, oh my gosh, I tracked and I'm only at like 1400 calories or 1500 calories. And I didn't even know I'd been eating this way for so long. Right? Well, what we have to do is we have to slowly take their calories up. We don't want to jump straight to 2,500 calories because they're going to put on a lot of weight if we do that. So what we want to do is week one, we'll go to like 1,650 calories. Week two, we go to 1,800 calories. Week three, we may go to 1,900 calories. Week four, we go to 2,000 calories. Maybe we hang out at 2,000 calories for two or three weeks and see what the person's weight does. And then at the whole time while we're doing that, we're strength training at least three days a week, full body compound lifts. And we're trying to increase the amount of muscle mass they have on their body. Just increasing that um, alone, a lot of times will gain weight on the scale, but then they're not actually gaining body fat. So a lot of times, um, even though we're gaining weight on the scale by increasing their calories and then also increasing their muscle mass, they're not actually gaining, they have the same body fat percentage. Okay. So all of these things, and, and I say all of that just to, to prove the point that we have to uh, overcome weight loss resistance with a lot of intricate detail. This isn't something that you just throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. Um, but that is the major levers we can pull is we have to figure out if something is, is an obstacle to their metabolism, like inflammation or infection, um, hormonal problems, too much stress. And once we get past that, then we can really focus on, um, have they chronically cut calories for too long? Do we need to increase BMR? But the strategy either way is really the same. It's a whole foods, uh, in low anti-inflammatory uh, nutrition plan mixed with strength training. And then we slowly titrate calories up. If it's a woman, I like to get women eventually to the point where they're at 2,500 calories a day and they're maintaining their weight. They're maintaining their strength. If it's a man, I'd like to see that more like between 25 and 3,000. So if we can get somebody to that point, guess what? They have an opportunity to cut from somewhere. You can't cut from 1,800 calories. You just can't. You can cut from 2,800 though, and you can cut from 3,000, and you can cut from 2,500 if you're a small woman. So now we've got the metabolism revved up to the point that we can actually have somewhere to cut from, but we don't cut for long. Okay, we're, we're looking to be at uh, a, a maintenance body weight, uh, especially for a female that could be between 19 and 21% body fat. And maybe you cut down once a year for two weeks under 18% when you go to Hawaii or you go to a wedding or something like that. But then you go right back to your maintenance weight after that. Or for a man, maybe like that's 12 to 14% uh, body fat when you're just hanging around. And then you cut down to 10% or 10 lower than 10% uh, just for a brief period of time before you go back to your maintenance calories. So look, all addressing all these things uh, holistically and we're going to keep talking more about that in the podcast about a holistic whole body is what that means approach. Uh, we can overcome weight loss resistance in 99% of the people that we coach at muscles and veggies. So if you like what you're hearing, please do me a favor, leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify, share this with somebody that also is on a weight loss journey and maybe is struggling with weight loss resistance.
Uh, don't forget to leave me a review on Google Places and to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but thank you for spending this 20 minutes with me today. And I hope that you tune in next time for the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.